Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. A podcast about ABBA for people who maybe don't know if they even like ABBA at all. That's absolutely right. <laughs> so, it is our very first episode. We are so excited. We're Zach. so excited that we have mimosas in a can. And I have rosé in a can. And we are lighting it up. On today, our very <laughs> first show, we are going to talk about who we are. Not, it's not a biography. Like, I don't really actually want to talk about myself. Well, okay, so to who we are, I think, is sort of relevant because I think it's interesting to have different perspectives on ABBA from different walks of life. Correct. Okay? I'm Steve. You are. You sure are. I, I'm just going to say very vaguely, I work with teachers. That's great. What do you do, Zach? I am a musician. I'm in a band. You're in many bands, from I'm what I man, understand. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in one band most of the time. We're called uh-huh. Secret Someones. And then I play with other people. I work with musicians. And I work with teachers who aren't musicians, except the music of learning. Some and of what a symphony that is. <laughs> a symphony of learning. The Steve story. I'm not going to tell you my last name. That's pretty good. So, Zach, why and how did you come to love ABBA? Tell the story. Well, uh, there are, there are uh, two things that brought me to ABBA fandom. Agneta and Anifrit. That's it. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think it was junior year in high school. It might have been senior year in high school. In chorus, in chorus class, we sang selections from Mamma Mia. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> like you gasped. It's brought so much joy to Steve. We sang selections from Mamma Mia. I always love how bold choir directors are. Yeah. They're like, do you know what we can tackle? As, yeah. As people who don't know how to sing nor don't know who they are. Les Mis. Yeah. Do you know what we can tackle? Le Fantôme de l'Opera. <laughs> do you know what we can tackle? ABBA. Yeah, the entire ABBA catalog reduced to a five-minute medley. That's what we did. What was in the medley? Um, Take a Chance on Me was definitely mm. in the medley. Mm-hmm. Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia. How many like out of tune, out of rhythm boys were just singing Take a Chance like take corpses a, rolling down a hill? So you had Take a Chance? Yeah. I think Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, Sorry. I think those were all <laughs> in it. Okay. There was probably something else, but I can't remember what it was. If it was, anybody out there has the sheet music for the ABBA High School Choir medley, please write in. As arranged by Lionel West. Is that the guy <laughs> who does all the <laughs> choir arrangements? That's deep. Please write into us at showchoirarrangements at gmail.com with who does all of those famous show choir arrangements. And just in the subject line, put voulez-vous, um, and we'll know who you are. Lionel West will know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Lionel, if you're out there, hit us up. So that was your first exposure? It probably wasn't my first exposure, but it was the first time I I remember thinking, oh, I like this. Okay. And I remember singing the take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. And I thought that was fun. Mortified by the lack of enthusiasm around you, I'm sure. Probably. Okay. I was probably a little more into it than anybody else. Um, and I remember my harmony part from Dancing Queen. And whenever that comes on, that's what I sing. Yes, I remember last week right. you saying yes. it. Yes. 
So that was your first experience. What was your second one? Well, I think probably around the same time, I was an Elvis Costello fan. And I read something about how... R.I.P. <laughs> the king. He died after, alive. after his whole Vegas run eating a sandwich on the Do you remember toilet? when Elvis Costello got fat and then died? Yeah. That was, was sad. Yeah. Elvis Presley, though, he's still out there. It's so weird. Every time I go to Graceland and leave a little note for Elvis Costello, I get lots of bad looks, but I never know why. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone's doing? Maybe they're just jealous <laughs> my notes are better. You, you stand in front of the grave and sing Allison really loudly, and no one knows why. <laughs> They're like, is that another rumored lover? I miss you. The list is so long. <laughs> so you're into Elvis Costello. Right. So I was into Elvis Costello, and there's a song called Oliver's Army off of Armed Forces, okay. which is a great song and record. Hmm. And uh, and I read about how the there's a piano line at the top of the song that's like... And some interview with Elvis, he said, oh, yeah, we were listening to ABBA a lot. And we thought that that was so cool. It's it's like a direct ripoff of Dancing Queen. Yeah. And they put it in this, and he's this very, you know, hip, revered songwriter. R.I.P. R.I.P., deceased the songwriter. And uh, so I thought, oh, okay, he likes ABBA, and I'm starting to like ABBA, and maybe I'm a little ashamed of it, which is something we should address on this show, the shame, the shame associated with ABBA. that at some point you felt as an ABBA fan, why that isn't really necessary, but it helped kind of break that down for me. And I was like, okay, maybe I like this. And then I got ABBA gold. We need more hip people to really talk about ABBA to get people into it. Yeah. I'm thinking Edie Brickell. She'd be great. <laughs> Who else do the kids love? Edie Brickell. Edie Brickell. Natalie Merchant. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about 20, 21-year-old hipster kids. Can we get Who Natalie Merchant to? on this podcast? If we actually got Natalie, Natalie Merchant. Natalie, if you're out there. At Natalie Merchant. She only hears you if you say the at sign before. <laughs> at Natalie underscore Merchant. If you're out there, please write in. It's, underscore. It's Someone Natalie took... Merchant fans at voulezvous.com. Come. I love that someone took at <laughs> Natalie Merchant. Uh-huh. Like she was signing up for Twitter. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh. god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she had to do Natalie underscore Merchant 14. Yeah. Because she was born in, in 1914. 1914. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact Natalie Merchant is n- 101. N- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it seems like it's a good time for a little break. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Mimosa in a Can. It is literally what that word is. It's probably the most apt title, except for snakes on a plane. Soleil. Soleil Mimosa. I don't and think Steve, we could actually name that. Oh, my mistake. Well, um, that is a freebie, Soleil. 
But from now on, it's going to cost you. <laughs> You're welcome. Steve, what was your first exposure to ABBA? I've been I, so rude. I don't think anybody who knows me would be surprised to hear this. However, I was a huge fan of VH1 in middle school. Oh, me too. We did not get cable TV until we moved from Wisconsin to Ohio. We lived in a small two-bedroom apartment in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And we had basic cable for the first time. So I would watch VH1 all the time. And I would like flip down. I think it was flip up to MTV and see like people grinding uh-huh. on the grind and being like, how disgusting. I was the... I was the most prudish 12-year-old. It was called The Grind? There was that show. They would just play music, this. and it would like be people dancing in a fake club. Seriously? Yeah. Google it. it at the, the they, underscore grind 14. Were they, were they playing? Um, they would play like whatever songs were popular at the time. But and not it was just videos. Like, no, it was just a half hour of like hot people dancing in a pseudo-multi-stage club. That's fantastic. Yeah. So Muriel's Wedding came out around 1994, Uh, I think. Uh And because ABBA is featured so prominently in that soundtrack, they released Dancing Queen as a video on VH1 that was like the original Dancing Queen video with like an edit of scenes from Muriel's Wedding. And I remember being so baffled. Like I was heavy into Ace of Base at the time. Yeah. And then I saw this. I was like, what is this? And I mentioned it offhand to a girl, Nicole McAtee, shout out, from French, seventh grade. That's at Nicole (laughs) underscore McAtee. 14. And then one of those little sideways hearts. Yep. Which is a A a a less than sign and a three. Oh, less. That was interesting. So I mentioned it to her and she was like, oh, my mom and dad love ABBA. And they have their greatest hits collection, ABBA Gold. So I went to Walgreens by myself. I bought a blank cassette, gave it to Nicole McAtee. Wow. She put all of ABBA Gold on the cassette, except it stopped halfway through Waterloo. And I didn't realize there were three more songs that came after that. And I was out of my mind insane. Like I would sit in my bedroom in the small two-bedroom apartment and listen to ABBA nonstop. So how old are you at that point? Twelve. I was in seventh Twelve grade. Twelve years old. Okay. And I distinctly remember my mom like walking down the hallway and hearing me like emotionalize out on my single bed to knowing me, knowing you, and being That's a like, great one. "How do you know Abba?" <laughs> As it turns out, like my uncle, my oldest uncle, was a huge Abba fan and would wear like thick turtlenecks in the basement of my grandparents' house and listen to Abba on repeat on record in their cold, cold basement. Wow, which is. That's an image. It is. So my mom <laughs> That's a lot hated of ennui. ABBA because she associated it with everything in that part of her life, everything she hated. She was an Eagles fan. Mm. But, Not dissimilar, by the way. They have a lot in common. Oof. To me. <laughs> I mean, I, from a production standpoint, like the, the kind of dry approach to the rhythm section stuff, it's very clean. Okay. It's very 70s. Okay. It's, and a lot of layered vocals. But not as smart as ABBA. Maybe not. Maybe not all the time. Don Henley, if you're out there, we look. I don't love him particularly, so I don't feel the need to call I him I do, up. but it's complicated. As a drummer. As a drumming singer. 
Yeah. Yeah, in that's true. He's one of the guys, but he's more of a singer than he is a drummer. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, my mom hated ABBA. I loved ABBA. And I would say throughout my life, like every three or four years, I become reinvigorated with a passion. I was almost late to my interview to be a Peace Corps volunteer because I was dancing in my underwear to lay all your love on me. Wow. I lost track of time as one does when listening to lay all your love on me. Yeah, you're overcome. But I made it into Peace Corps, which was bad for everyone involved. (laughs) And that's why I love ABBA. Did you spread the message of ABBA far and wide? No, they actually, this is weird. In Turkmenistan, which is where I served in Peace Corps, they love ABBA. But they're particularly attached to one ABBA song. Happy What's... New Year. Really? Yeah. They know all the other ones, but the one that they love the most is Happy New Year by ABBA. But that's what it's like being in the Soviet Union is they have like references to the same things that we do, but only weird examples. Interesting things kind of trickled in. Yeah, so they know Ernest Hemingway, which any of you Russophiles know, any H sound in English is turned into a G. For whatever reason, even Ernest though they Gemingway? have a hard H. Yeah. They call him Ernest Gemingway. <laughs> Harry Potter is Gary Potter. <laughs> Can you imagine a less reliable wizard now, than someone why, named Gary now Potter? Now, why is that? What is it about the name Gary as opposed to Harry that is so unsettling? Is it because we've heard Harry Potter a million times? No, it's or something is Gary about the Potter Gary. just really bad? I'm trying to think of untrustworthy Garys I know. But we it's, have Gary it, Sinise, who seems pretty cool. Shanling. He's it's a, cool. It's a bad name for a hero in a book. Gary Potter. Yeah, it just sounds like your plumber is trying to do stuff that's way above his head. Right. Be like, just flush. Gary. God. Gary, you can't <laughs> perform a spell and unclog my toilet. You can't. Gary Potter and the Deathly Gallows. And the that was good. I tried Thank to you. say it to my <laughs> Zach's smarter than me. That's what you should um, know. That's why I'm, his name comes. I'm first. speaking Russian now, just so you know. I have Gary Google Potter Translate running Deathly. through my headphones, which is how I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's fascinating. So now we should come to the second part, which is what is our favorite album song? Oh, okay. I shouldn't say our as in we. Maybe we should compromise. Maybe we can find. I want to know what consensus. yours is. I'm fascinated. Um, it's hard for me to answer that question. Of course. What because, an of <laughs> It's a I think I think some sometimes I think it's does your mother know? And I know how bizarre that is. No. But I love it. There's something about the track. It's the perfect um some of the magic of Abba to me is the kind of English as a second language lyrics. And that's a perfect example of when that's really right. Sure. It's a little bit wrong sounding, but it works. And uh, that, sorry, we're adjusting the microphone. I got distracted, dear listener. Um, (laughs) This is an epistolary (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, So Does Your Mother Know is often way up there for me. Also, I love Mamma Mia!, because that that augmented thing on the xylophone is really, really gets me psyched. Mamma Mia and 
Does Your Mother Know both have that thing that I love in an ABBA song where you get to the chorus and you think there's nowhere else to go and then there's another section right after that that's somehow even more magical. My, I felt very conflicted about this because I was, as I do these days, listen to a lot of ABBA on the bus over here. Yeah. And I thought, is it maybe this one song? But I think I'm just going to go with what historically has always been my favorite, which is Lay All Your Love on Me. Yeah. And the reason I love it is because it sounds, it's like a pretty straight up. ABBA song like a lot of their songs have these weird sections and not weird but they morph from different styles and uh like genres of music and this one's just pretty straight disco all the way yeah but what I like is it sounds like an like uh I describe it as like an alien church sex song uh-huh. like it sounds like it's on a UFO Aliens are probing you on an altar, but there's like also alien sex somehow involved. Right. And there is a slightly gospel choir quality to those vocals. And the oh, way yeah. the melody rises, the way it starts kind of minor and sad on the chorus, the top of the chorus. Yes. And then, and then it resolves goes into like, that beautiful. It resolves. They yeah. all your love on me. really good at that that's one of the things that is so intriguing about that band and we've talked about this before is that they can get in two bars take you through this whole range of emotions just in the chords they choose and the way they structure the harmonies yeah one thing i love is that like bass line that ascends and mm-hmm. the verses was like and then you have that like weird guitar line in the back that's like so you have this like oh, weird right, collision right. of like the ascending bass line and the descending chromatic guitar line, which yeah. feels like it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. also think the lyrics some of those lyrics are really great some of them are really silly like uh it was like shooting a sitting duck which again is like they learned that out of a tourist guidebook right and decided oh let's add these to this song <laughs> but i love the line and i feel like i've thought about this line a lot a grown-up woman should never fall so easily that's great and what i love about that line and i think this shows up throughout their songs is that like no matter how old you are like 
you you have desire that like just because you get older doesn't necessarily mean that you stop like loving or wanting or desiring and managing those feelings and expectations and i love that line because it feels like in such a silly song that song feels like such a plea for like sure i'm older but good god what am i doing right <laughs> like i fell so easily for you and then just like letting it happen lay all your love on me don't give it to, like it feels like a very a uh, uh self-knowing love song and i feel like a lot of love songs aren't and that song feels like very when, grown up when does that come in the in the abba chronology do you know lay all your love on me is on voulez-vous i think which is in the second half of their career so i think it's they... before the visitors which was their last one That's so maybe the it's their one. second to last one so maybe they're breaking up at that point the couples within the band maybe they're on the rocks and that's got to do with something with what that song's about. This is going to be disappointing to people who know the chronology really well that I don't know the, ex like, oh, they actually broke up. I get the sense that they started breaking up after Voulez-Vous. Okay. And that uh, The Visitors is the first sign of those sorts of songs that are about, like, uh, the complexity of the fact that the men were writing the songs and the women were singing them, but they're not songs that make the women look bad. They're still empowering songs for women. Right. As I imagine. So that... Do you feel empowered, Kate? Kate feels empowered. So that is my favorite ABBA song. That's a great answer. I feel like it was, it was a little long-winded, long frankly. Oh. You said exactly <laughs> what I was afraid of. I'm going to have to learn how to cut it down. Oh. Oh. You looked so crushed by that. I'm just kidding. You said Why earlier, are you listening to this if you don't want to hear us talk about ABBA? You said earlier you wanted to come to a compromise on one that we could both agree together. I was curious to see if we could come up with one that that was kind of a mutual like would gimme 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 be maybe like a not so much for you. I love that song, right? But in terms of one that like the one that's like the Kim Zemeskel like does or the Shannon Miller does the all around for uh -huh. me uh -huh. is the Visitors. Okay, I couldn't put that on my list. On any list. Uh, not not in this particular context. Huh. But maybe it'll be different when we get there. Yeah. Maybe this is a good time to mention that within the show, if you keep listening, which hopefully you will, even though Steve is just such a blabbermouth, <laughs> is we're going to, starting with the next episode, we're going to start listening to every ABBA record and discussing it right. as we go. Uh, the album Journey, I'm looking forward to it because I've never actually listened to all the albums and I've decided at this point not to until we're doing it while we're recording. Correct. Have you listened to all the records? No. I've listened to a lot of the – I've for sure listened to The Visitors back to front a number of times. Some of the songs have kind of gone in and out Uh huh. because it may surprise some of you who love Abba to hear it. Not all their songs are fantastic. No, that's part of what I'm excited about talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bad songs. Yeah. But I've heard probably about two-thirds of their albums all the way through. Okay. So our goal for this podcast is to experience ABBA front to back in their many forms. Their albums, their concerts. Their musicals. Their musicals. The films. Their films, like their weirdo documentary from the 70s. I can't wait for that. Um, I definitely want to watch a documentary about... Anyeta, 
the blonde one who keeps being I keep hearing this reference of her as like the biggest pop sex idol <laughs> like to, people keep referring to, whom? to the blonde one Anyeta like, no but who feels that way whoever is in these documentaries or writing these books or these articles they're like there was a, a British newspaper that was like Anyeta the biggest sex bomb of all pop music and huh. I was like what huh it's almost as if you stopped at 1977 and pretended everybody else after that had died in a right. tragic <laughs> nuclear accident right. before they were even born. <laughs> and you're like, well, I guess Anita is as good as it gets. Yeah. If we have to repopulate the earth, we might as well start with her. And who was she married to? She was married to Bjorn. To Bjorn. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first episode of Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. It was produced by Kate Neely. You can follow us on Twitter at Voulez-Vous You can also find us at voulez If you like us or sort of like us or want to like us, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your favorite leggy blonde and leggy permed brunette. Yeah, thanks for checking this out if you are checking this out. And please let people know that it's happening if this entertains you and you want to listen and you have a friend and you don't know how to talk to them about ABBA. Maybe you've always wanted to. Maybe you want to tell your parents that you have some funny feelings about ABBA. Yeah. Tell... I just don't look... When I look at ABBA, I, I don't feel about them like I feel about other bands. <laughs> <laughs> that's true for they're me. not just another that's band to me true for me i act- true to me too i think part of that is the is the feeling of they they seem so misunderstood particularly in the u.s yes i'm going to agree emphatically 100 percent. can we look past the spandex that is the sub subtitle to our show <laughs> So, uh, so for Voulez-vous, this is Zach. And this is Steve. And thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. What were you singing before? Are you recording? I was singing, uh, you can dance, you can jive. You can jive? Of your life. Is that what? No, I think it's you can dance, you can die. No. no, no. <laughs> I'm learning for the first time in my life that it's not you can dance, you can die. That's so dark. I know. I was like, those those ladies go in. Jive. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Friday night and the lights are low. That's Looking up for a place to go. I like when they say, with a bit of rock music. And you know what I love? That piano part. <laughs> right after the, where they play the rock music. Chun, chun. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great octave work. Hash. <laughs> Please follow us Yo, on at Octave Work. Work. <laughs>
<laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do this outro.